0: And what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down, and the unexpected challenges that come with a life saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com
2: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind
3: ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting
4: when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to blue nile.com and use
2: promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 or more
0: I love that song.
4: It's a good song.
0: I know. Hi, baby.
4: Hello, my love.
0: Ready to talk about some sex?
4: Let's do it. Let's do it. All mm. right.
0: Well, uh, I'm back. I was in. I was in San Francisco. Man, can I just say?
4: Did you finally have that experience you've been wanting to have?
0: Uh oh, like uh uh mmf threesome? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. But I you feel know what like it would happen there? I feel like it could happen there too. Mm. I fell in love with that city. It's
4: a pretty spectacular city.
0: It's so beautiful and uh, it's not pretentious at all. And it's just it's just I wonder if cool. we have any listeners there. Oh, we do. Oh, do we?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh I won't I won't, <laughs> I won't say I won't say their name. But big shout out to uh, a listener who a little bit older than us, a listener who reached out Basically, like the day I landed, yeah. And um, uh, th- she she was like, "Hey, m- me and my husband are here. I heard you're in town. We're poly. I'd love to give you some like super sexy recommendations of places to go. I think she was talking about like sex clubs.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And then she was like, and we would love to take you out for a drink.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But her husband was out of town until uh, Monday, which is that's I flew back Monday.
4: I'm sorry. Wait, her husband.
0: Her husband was out of town. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, hey, I don't know. I, maybe that could have been an opportunity, a missed opportunity for myself, her, and her husband to have some hanky panky time. Yeah, I don't know. We did the conversation didn't go there, and because I was there, I was there for a talk. So mm-hmm. you know how I get, like right before I talk, I just I get very silent. I don't really <laughs> engage with humans. You
4: sweat. I you wipe your brow like this.
0: I sweat through my eyebrows. Uh-huh. Yeah, I sweat through the unibrow that I do not have. Um, so I, I kind of ignored her for the first couple of days. And then when I got the talk out of the way, I was like, Hey, um, you know, I was, I was kind of busy. I was hanging out with a homie. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. on my last day mm-hmm. she was like, yo, you got to come out, come out and have brunch with me and my girls. Okay. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so fun. Like her daughters? No.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually wasn't sure what she meant, but she meant just like her, her girlfriends. And I guess they were all sitting around a... A table having brunch, chatting about uh, me, mm-hmm. and she basically was like, "I want to, I want you to come out, and I want to set you up with my friend, blank." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I really wanted to go. I wanted to go so bad." But we I was, I was go. hanging out with Adam, who's my buddy who lives in San Fran. Thank you, Adam, if you're listening. Thanks for being the most amazing host. But I was hanging out with him and his wife, and I just, I man, I fucking couldn't wrap my head around just leaving them to go.
4: Potentially hook up with somebody
0: Yeah Yeah Um, But her There's friend There's a time and a place There's a time and a place It's and... not
4: always the time To get laid No I mean I don't know Maybe it is There's For a some lo- folks I don't know
0: There's a lot of times too But I just felt like This wasn't the time It would have been A little bit rude um, but it would her... be
4: obnoxious If you were like It's always the time I gotta go I, I gotta seize the moment
0: No yeah can't be like that no, can't But be her that. friend added me On Instagram And was like You should really come out And she was She was very She was very pretty lady and uh i was just like i don't know it was so it was so couldn't do it no i just couldn't pull the trigger
4: but was a part of you like so whenever something like that happens to me which is pretty much never but i do get asked to do things that i can't do sometimes mm-hmm. and then i i feel this like weird guilt this like weird longing it's not a fear of missing out it's very different than fomo it's like oh wonder what I- if I should be there, and
0: no, they you know the, the the feeling that I do get is it's not a fear of missing out, but it is a it is a it's a sort of like questioning of man, did I just pass up? I everything I everything I always say yes to, mm-hmm. everything I can say yes to. Generally, I say yes to it because I'm like, this is going to turn out to be a really fantastic story,
2: mm-hmm. and like
0: as a a storyteller by trade, like you, you really can't pass up those opportunities when they come by. It's like you gotta fucking hop on it. Like,
4: you should have just told me the story of you going to brunch and having this experience, I know. and I know. because I would have believed you.
0: And it would have been it would have been probably great because I actually did go on a date while oh. I was in San Fran. I had a full solo day because I hadn't met up with uh, with my buddy yet, and it was like this quick like. Tinder match, what's up? I'm coming to town, you want to hang out? And and I was like, okay, "Yeah, okay." Um and it it wasn't great. Why not? It wasn't a great experience. Uh it just, you know what? We were on two different pages. Okay. And um and she was very sweet, you know, uh but just just missed just like not on the same plane. Mhm. Um and yeah, I was, just, and I was kind of, I, you know, I was feeling a little bit bummed about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh. It was like, it was date number two. It was like the second date I've been on that was like, kind of like a, ah, just, I just missed it.
2: okay. And,
0: and I'm, it, my ego took a bit of a hit.
4: Oh, bud.
0: You know, like my self-confidence was a bit, took a bit of a hit. So, um.
4: Wait, did she say to you like, I'm not really into this?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. I definitely had to say that to her.
4: Why did your confidence take a hit then?
0: I don't think my confidence took a hit with that one. It took a hit with the last one. And then going from that last experience into another date that just like flopped was like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay. And also my confidence in my own self for like, for knowing when to say yes or like knowing when to like, not that I could have known. I don't fucking who who gets a shit. Confidence
4: is such a fragile thing. Hey, like I'm really realizing lately how fragile (coughs) we are. And, I mean, there's no shortage of proof on that because we see it all over the place all the time with lots of things. But, like, I had to fucking wrestle with my ego the other day. And, you know, my default when shit is hard is be, like, in my head, fuck you, I'm out of here. Like, I don't need you, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) Whether it's family or a lover or you or big b (laughs) sometimes if he's just being really i don't know difficult but i uh staying when you just fucking feel like walking away or driving away or driving off a bridge just to be spiteful or you know sometimes i mean (laughs) in my head honestly i'm like in my mind sometimes i'm very spiteful but then when i fucking i know it And so, like, one train of thought is being like, I'm going to fucking show you. And then another train of thought is like, wow, Bridie, you need to grow up a little bit. And then another voice is like, it feels awful to be here. And I feel so vulnerable and uncomfortable. And all I can do is, like, apologize and, like, feel A little shitty about myself But then you should be angry Because this person Made you feel shitty About yourself And then it's like No You know (laughs) Growth is important And then the other I I refer to those voices As the board of directors
0: Yeah You got You got voices
4: Come on uh, (laughs) You have those I do too We
0: all do We all do Okay good I get it I get it But sometimes
4: it's so gratifying To just be like I'm gonna fucking show you
0: Yeah And you know what I think In your
4: head In your head But you can't say that shit out loud
0: No no you can't And I I feel like that's what I need to do right now Is just like do a I'm gonna fucking show you Yeah You don't Yeah. Look Just because of those last two things Fuck you Just get out of my face I'm gonna show you
4: Oh you're talking to your ego I'm talking to ego Oh no I'm talking to people in my head uh, like who I'm in conflict with. Like, uh, oh, I'm uh, gonna what? make you feel bad for saying that. Oh my god. But I don't actually do it because I know I'm Jesus wrong. Jesus Christ. It's very challenging. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's a bit of we what should... some might call a paradox. And uh I know. Okay. I know. I can you're formulating, you're pausing the episode, you're formulating your responses right now. Yeah. We know how you listen uh. based on how you responded to Last week's episode.
0: Oh, the Bumble fumbles. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, we you had a me- lot of
4: responses about that. We
0: did. Do you want me to get into
4: them? Yes, please. Okay. There's
0: something else that I want to tell you, oh. our listeners. But let's do that. Last week, I so to recap, if you didn't hear, I I matched clearly to to like really close friends on Bumble, mm-hmm. and um, and like there wasn't much conversation between the two of them, but like there was a little bit, uh, and and then. And so I was kind of like asking you, what do I do? Do I tell them that I that I know that they're friends or do I let it be or or what?
4: And I, if everyone recalls, my gut instinct and immediate response was get the fuck out of there.
0: Okay. All right, so we had a we had a bunch of people write <laughs> in. So I want I want to just like I want to just weigh in on some of the things that people said, uh, some of their advice. Someone wrote in um, we'll just say K. Uh, I paused the episode to compose this email. <laughs> Jeremy, get out of there, bro. Run. I'm with Bridie on this one. That's going to be drama or a competition between the two of them, even if they say it's not or that it won't be lies. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Yeah. So that was one. That was one on Bridie's side. We've got a couple more here. Uh, Let's see what this one says. Uh, Jeremy, the two Bumble Girls, for sure. No, they're talking. They're both talking to you. Instead of ditching the whole situation like Bridie suggested, why not set up a two-on-one date like on The Bachelor? Take them both on a date. One goes home at the end and one wins and stays on the date. (laughs) Now that... Wait. That was my favorite. I want to
4: know about the logistics of that. So are they sitting at different tables or are they...
0: No, we're all at the same table and it's a competition.
4: Oh, I see. I don't watch The Bachelor. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, Somebody else wrote in... Listen to Brandy. Take them hooks out and throw them in the ocean. Unless, <laughs> unless this is my favorite. Unless you're into games, and I think you might be.
4: <gasps> hey now, very the fuck? very. The what's f- the word for that? Uh, not observant, but very,
0: intuitive.
4: Or well, that you're just calling now. You're saying that this person is right. No, they're not. I'm not okay. into games. I what the think, fuck is this? You know, uh, an analytical survey of these episodes might suggest that
0: this one. I really like this is coming from M. Hey, Jeremy and Bridie. I was listening to your episode and just wanted to weigh in and offer my experience on the bumble fumble. My best friend and I both had Tinder accounts and lived in Halifax. We were one, we were talking one day and I mentioned I was going to go see, going to go out with a guy who I'd been messaging with. And she said, for fuck's sakes, Jeremy, learn how to read.
4: What happened?
0: God, I, 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 I'm going to start this over. Okay. Fuck, am I gonna so, do I have to edit this?
4: Why? why? I don't you know. Okay. I, I just
0: I hate when I this is my ego now, it's getting into me. Okay,
4: tell me what's going on in your brain. Who are, are the different voices saying? Well, one
0: voice is going, You're so stupid, you stupid, you don't know how to fucking read, you're stupid. And then the other <laughs> voice is like, Hey, it's okay, you're just reading too fast, just slow down, take a breath, sit upright. Don't be leadi- reading while you're half laying down like a fucking fool, you
4: stupid <laughs> idiot, you stupid.
0: And they both don't like me.
4: Oh, are they fighting each other?
0: Yeah, and me. Okay. okay. Hey, Brady and Jeremy, uh, I lived in Halifax. Me and my friends both had Tinder. Okay.
2: <laughs> so,
0: I was going to go out with a guy who I'd been messaging with and said his name. Being a unique name, <clears throat> she asked to see a photo.
4: Rumpelstiltskin. When I when I showed her,
0: her response was, oh my God, I'm sleeping with him. <gasps> Turns out my best friend and this guy had been hooking up occasionally for two months. I knew she had a hookup guy, but had never heard his name or seen a picture So I had no idea. I messaged the dude and told him I was friends with the girl. He said, okay. We all had a laugh. And now those two live together. They've been in a committed relationship for over two years. And he has become a good friend of mine as Uh well. Not to say your situations are the same. But (laughs) I just wanted to point out that some really nice things can come from awkward beginnings. Down the road, you may may end up making two good friends or getting laid by two hot ladies. Best of luck.
4: And happy holidays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that response, though. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah,
4: that sounds very mature. So,
0: and... Do you want an update on what happened?
2: <laughs> yes, please.
0: <laughs> so so they both, at the, like the same day that we recorded this, they both um, completely ghosted. And it, like radio silence. Wait, it
4: hadn't been broadcast yet. They hadn't uh, heard this. N-
0: uh, no, I don't think so. they hadn't maybe, released it. Uh, one of them just didn't respond. And then the other one had talked a little bit. And then when it came out, ghost. So both of them just stopped talking at the same time. And I went, oh. Oh. So, uh, you know, I didn't really think about Everybody it. Everybody who's mm.
4: been talking to you on Tinder went home and called up all their yeah. top five best girlfriends and yeah. were like, ah.
0: No, you know, what? I didn't even think about it because it happens so often that pe- that's, yeah. just, that's just the age that we live. In. I have done it. People just ghost. Mm-hmm. And I never really gave it any thought. And then the other day. So I, I happened to have one of them on Instagram and a story popped up and it was the two of them in the story. And I went, this is a perfect opportunity to just put it out there. <laughs> so I messaged her and I said, hey, uh, listen, I just want to say I'm, I matched with both of you on Bumble. And I think it's really funny. And it just, and also, just by chance, you both happened to ghost me at the exact same time. And I said, honestly, I'm just saying this because I think it's hilarious. No hard feelings. Hope you guys are having an awesome night. She responded almost immediately and was like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I ghosted you. I hope that you didn't take that personally. She was like, honestly, it was as soon as you mentioned that you were polyamorous, I was like, I don't know how to handle this. And I didn't know uh... what to say. Um, but I would really love to be your friend. And if you want to ever go out for coffee, I would totally love that.
4: Oh, that's great. Isn't that sweet? I love that.
0: I'm, me too. And then, and, then, and then I said, cool. Can you tell um, your friend?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's like, I'll let her know. And that's it. That's that's never the end of that heard from story. her again either. No, no. Not, not, the other one, just I haven't heard no. from her at all. Yeah.
4: You know what's funny is um, I quit Tinder um, yep. because of a complicated situation that I was in. It was not really complicated. I was just like, finally, I found this groove. I, I'd been talking to this guy and entertaining the idea of like dating this guy who lived in Toronto, and. I was feeling it out. Didn't really know what was happening there, and then got a an email from him that honestly, when I got, I don't think I ever told you this. When I got this email from him, I think you did. We were writing back and forth quite a bit, yeah. And uh, and mostly that because I'm scared to talk to people on the telephone. <laughs> and he would call me on the phone <laughs> and be like, "Are you intimidated by me?" Anyway, uh, I was, and am probably still would be, and uh, but I uh, anyway. All this to say, i totally cool with it now, I'm totally breezy, but I got this email after, like, a couple of months of talking to each other online um, of, like, I think you'd be really happy for me if you knew that I met somebody that I, I'm really interested in, and I've been trying to, like, I've been interested in this person for a long time, but... Anyway, now the t- now we're both available and now we're making it happen and I hope you're okay. And I had to like, that was another time of like wrestling with my ego in a big way. Yeah. My face like...
0: You got broke up with but not even broke up with.
4: I know. And it was so respectful. I was so, I I just was like so beside myself because he was so thoughtful and uh. I just like sat on the stairs out there at the bottom of our staircase with like... My phone in my hand, just like my face was hot and I was, I didn't know, I read it probably like a million times, the way that people read it. Well, you were
0: really into him. Like you were going to, you were.
4: No, let me say for the record, I didn't know if I was going to go see him. But you were thinking about it. But I knew if I went to see him that we were going to have sex and I was like, I don't know if that's what this relationship is. Right, right, right. Anyway, so then I fucking was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to date anybody. I'm going to. I'm going to commit to me. Yeah. And... I'm going to work on me. <laughs> and so <coughs> I stopped going on Twitter and on Tinder. And then, um, and I can't tell you the rest of the story, but someone was quite persistent at being like, hello, are you still there? Hi, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Are and then fast there? forward two years later. And then fast you know. forward. And I'm in a full time relationship. Yeah. Any and, uh, it's funny, I was just thinking about how when you and I got together, um, I was still pretty torn up. I mean, it overlapped with another relationship, but I was pretty torn up about the previous relationship that I had been in. Like, yeah. I had been in it for a long time, and I wasn't ready to, like, call you my boyfriend. And you were like, that's fine, I'll wait. Yeah, and, oh, I waited. And that persistence and mm-hmm. patience uh paid we're off very yeah exactly so and that's the thing with these let it be known that that's the persistence thing with these bumble patience. girls i'm
0: just gonna i'm just gonna be patient hold off and then we're gonna go on that bachelorette date <laughs> or bachelor date.
4: if anybody I'm we should kidding. you know what we should do what for should we do? turn me on on screen what's that we should have our own little reality show. show yeah dating I show. i am
0: that's fucking great. Okay, my Golden. favorite
4: dating show of all time was called... Blind Date. Blind Date with Cilla Black as the host.
0: Uh, I remember Blind Date with a dude no, as a host.
4: But Cilla Black, this was when I was 13 years old. I was living in England. I was watching tons of the BBC. It was on the BBC. Cilla Black... Oh, it wasn't
0: Blind Date. It was Blind Date.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, right. think, I think she had like a really strong like Yorkshire accent. Oh. Anyway... Totally blew my mind. She would she would bring in these guys and girls, and she would just flirt with all of them.
0: How much sex do you think she was having? I don't know. I don't know.
4: She was she's she's not traditionally uh, someone you'd think of seeing as a television show host. Oh yeah, but okay. then I see her. Yeah. at the same time, is very British, very mm-hmm. British television show host. Yeah. And she was very funny. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we that- should
0: uh, we should see if we can download some of those some of those older episodes.
4: Dude, I've been watching them on YouTube. I'm obsessed.
0: Hey, listen, uh, I want to get into this brain boner, but there's okay. one more thing that I wanted okay. to share with you. Tell me this. <clears throat> and our listeners, which is fucking bananas. I know this is like big story time with uh, us, but we haven't we, we're catching up. We haven't yep. seen each other in a, like a week. So listen, I was in San Francisco speaking at an event. <clears throat> I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. I go up, I do my talk, and it's a, it's a speaking series. It's basically like a TED talk. The whole day is is about 15 different speakers. <clears throat> Most of it's centered around death and dying and changing the conversation around death. I go up to the stage, do my talk, and I Bat it out of the fucking park.
4: Yeah, you did, baby.
0: I killed that talk. It was it was so good. Good for you. Felt so amazing. I come off the stage, I'm like fucking beaming.
4: Your flies down, your <clears throat> penis is hanging out. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody wow, saw my wiener and, <laughs> and that's why it was so good. No, so I come back and I'm high-fiving people and I'm backstage and they have these like handlers. So one of them like is like, okay, I'm going to bring you back upstairs to the, to the green room, the green room space. And I'm like, okay. And as I'm doing that, there's another, there's a woman who's an on the, on the bill for speaking named Alexandra. And she, uh, she is like, I, so she's very attractive. Uh, it's very attractive, like maybe, uh, early forties. And she, she just like grabs me and she's like, I Love you, that was so amazing. I want to. I just want to sit down and want to chat with you. Want to chat with you. I was like, yeah, like that was fucking awesome. Like, I feel really good. I'm I'm all hyped up. Like you you're beautiful. This this feels great. And, and I'm like, tell me about you. Like what do you what do you what do you do? You're talking later, and she's like, yeah, I'm going up there in a couple hours. I can't wait. Um, and she starts to talk about her job, and she she mentions mentions like psychology and sexuality. And I'm like, oh man, you must be um, you must be familiar then with Esther Perel. And she goes, (gasps) Esther Perel is my best friend. And I go,
4: excuse
0: me, I'm fucking sorry. What? And she goes, Esther Perel is my best friend. And I go, if my wife was here, she'd collapse. She'd go into a full on aneurysm if she heard you say that. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, my God. I got to connect you guys. This is so crazy. And I was like, my, host, my wife and I host a sex podcast. And she's like, oh, I'm, I love you even more. And she was like, okay, I'm going to connect you and Esther. Like, this has got to happen. And I, While this is happening, she's being like literally dragged away by a handler because she's got to be somewhere <laughs> and stage. I have to be somewhere. And so she's like, we'll connect later. And I was like, okay, I never saw her for the rest of the day. Had this crazy day, this adventure. Me and my agent, we went off and did all these cool things, and then it was like we were pretty drunk by the nighttime.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's now like eleven p.m. And we get back to the hotel, and we're walking through the hotel. We like with In and Out Burger in hand, like ready to just sit down and stuff this stuff into our be face. Be
4: pigs, yeah.
0: And who do I see in the lobby of the hotel? No. Alexandra, and she runs up to me, and she's like. I give me your email, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "I've emailed Esther. I told ta- like I told her we gotta we I, we have to chat <gasps> tomorrow. She's in Paris right now. What? She took my email, uh and we've been in touch. And she's basically, babe, she's basically reaching out to Esther to be like, you gotta talk to these I guys have and be other podcast. I
4: feel tears behind my eyeballs right now.
0: Isn't that the craziest thing?
4: Yeah. What are the fucking chances of that? Ugh.
0: <laughs> I was. say it was the best day to end the, one of the best days of my year
4: oh gosh I
0: figured you'd like that I don't so know. maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a stare on the on the show if, in the very least maybe we get her on the phone and, and talk to her about just about love and life
4: I gonna need to do some work on myself. <laughs>
0: All right, let's hit this brain boner. Let's okay, uh Okay, wait. Get into I wanted to read
4: I, I wanna read that brain boner, but I first I wanna read one response to another thing we spoke on last week very oh, quickly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh and I um I have a kind of a somewhat regular maybe not a regular correspondence with this person, but we're friends on Facebook. Anyway, I won't say her name <clears throat> but I thought this was rad. She says just heard about how you were thinking of taking a solo trip for your birthday and it made me think about what i planned for mine in october i recently learned i'm autistic which explains why i always get anxious on vacation with other people but i was conflicted because i felt guilty not wanting to spend time with my partner if you're feeling this way i totally get it but the bottom line is it's your day and you should do whatever makes you happiest I had originally wanted to travel somewhere, but I didn't want to be stressed out for my birthday. So I planned to stay at a hotel near my apartment since this is my favorite part of town anyway. I didn't end up doing it because I got sick. But here's an idea of what I had originally planned. I wrote it down exactly what I wanted for my perfect day. I was nervous about showing it to my partner, but when he read my plan, he laughed his ass off. Next year, if I can afford it, I'm thinking about taking a solo trip to Berlin for my 30th and visiting sex clubs. Wow. Okay, here's the birthday plan. Grab sushi. Check into hotel. Take a luxurious bath. Have chocolate-covered strawberries and wine. Boyfriend comes over and fucks me. Boyfriend goes home. (laughs) Order food and watch Netflix. Go to sleep with a bed all to myself. Wake up and order fancy room service. Have a great birthday.
0: Oh my god, that is a wicked plan.
4: I love it because <laughs> I also feel guilty about That's like so good. wanting I love waking up in a big bed. Big big old
0: fucking California I can, king. Like, yeah.
4: Stretch my arms out yeah. and like blink my eyes open to the light and then snooze and not a single person. Within reach, just so I can starfish if I want. But anyway, this sounds fucking awesome.
0: Are you going to... Do you think you're going to do that? A staycation?
4: Uh, No, definitely not. <laughs> but I, I, I like the... I feel like a lot of listeners can identify with this yeah. kind of like perfect day yeah. sort of plan. And... Uh, It
0: sounds pretty miraculous. I like it. I like that. I like it Well, thanks whoever sent that in.
4: Yeah, thank you. You know who you are. Okay. Here is our brain boner for the day. Subject, vagina boner. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Jeremy and Bridie, first of all, thank you for everything you do and the conversations you have. Giggity. I don't know what that means, but it's in brackets.
0: Giggity. Uh. Like, uh, uh, like... (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Or like, what's his name on Family Guy? Gaggity.
4: Oh, Okay. I'm a cisgendered gay female, and I have a somewhat unique brain vagina boner. From an early age, approximately 10 years old, I have had the ability to orgasm from climbing things. It started off in gym class when I realized that rope climbing felt really good. Huh. At the time, I didn't realize what was happening, but it turns out I was almost climaxing. Ever since, I have been slowly discovering new ways to imitate this feeling. I can now proudly say that I've mastered my climbing orgasm. I can achieve this goal from a variety of objects. Poles, swing sets, couches, pillows, and my newest accomplishment, on my partner's leg, Have other listeners ever heard of this, achieved this, or is this my unique superpower? Thanks again. Keep fucking yourselves. Sincerely, L.
0: Okay. So when I read that, Mm -hmm. I was like, that is fascinating. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I would love to watch someone climb their partner's leg Mm -hmm. to orgasm. Mm -hmm. I just think that'd be super fun to watch. But I Googled it. And uh, there was an article that came up, and I don't know how, you know, I don't, I don't do research. I just Google it. First thing that comes up, <laughs> what that's we... what I take as fact. fact. Uh, I can't believe I just said <gasps> that. Oh, Carell. I think
4: I just Googled it too.
0: What the fuck is a corgasm? Yes. Yeah, a corgasm. A corgasm is an exercise-induced orgasm, an E-I-O, and it can feel really, really good. And there's this whole story that this woman writes about the first time she had an orgasm by climbing a rope. Bah. In elementary school. That's so perfect. basically, um, core <laughs> orgasms are expanded orgasms sco- okay. or exercise induced orgasm, most often reached through core workouts. They spread to your lower belly and legs. They feel very different from a vaginal orgasm and are more similar to a clitoral orgasm. For me, they're mo- much more intense than an orgasm from sex, but only last a few seconds. And I don't get the pulsating body contractions, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure it's different for everyone, but that kind of makes sense. You know, it's like, you all of that like your core, your 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 pelvic floor, which is used for a lot of core strength. Um, that all that stuff is connected to your your reproductive organs. Yeah, I mean we've heard from our friend Big Red, uh, yeah. Emily, that you know practicing Pilates is is a, a thing that a lot of women do and have done to to induce squirting yeah. into their sex life. Um, so yeah, I mean. It kind of makes sense, uh, yep. But also, it's it's it just sounds like a really neat, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, s- not skill, but
4: tick.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, a neat talent, right? To like, yeah, I can climb a rope and come.
4: And apparently, um, <laughs> it's not just. Uh, um like cisgendered females um this this the same site says that um 10% of men and women reported an orgasm from exercise out of 2000 uh, Americans polled and i do remember um i feel like when i was a kid i realized that like flexing and releasing my pelvic floor Felt made you, really you, good. Uh, interesting, and got me really close to orgasm. Although I didn't know yeah. what orgasm was at the time, and yeah, I mean that all makes a ton of sense. Yeah, you know um, what happens
0: when I when I exercise? My mm-hmm. dick gets so small,
4: really, and so
0: shriveled it's up because it, sh- it just goes.
4: Going it's going inside you.
0: It's going. It's literally turtles into me, trying to like protect itself. I guess I don't really know. If um, I go for a run, like I got the. My dick just goes. Why? I don't know. I think it's a protection thing. I don't really know.
4: Like you're running, so you must be running for survival. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's you like hide be? the line might bite H- this hide, off first.
4: Hide the jewels. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I
0: don't know what the, I should look up look that up. I'm sure there's I'm sure uh, there's like a doctor out there who listens who might know and email us now that we said it.
4: I wonder if you could ever get trapped <laughs> in a in an orgasm. Like like a, like a do you
0: say trapped?
4: Trapped. Like you know, like you're flexing and contracting. You're like contracting the organ. And, like, an oh, orgasm. Oh, and all of a sudden it just oh stays flexed and it like oh. Yeah, it would probably look it's kind of like a, like you're being electrocuted.
0: Well there are people who uh, it's very rare, but there's a, a disease <laughs> where people orgasm like a thousand times a day. And it's pretty it's pretty debilitatingly horrible. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, there's a video online of a guy who who was going through it, and uh, and uh, you know he was like he was talking. It was, it's it. Was, and when I first watched saw it, I I laughed, but then I was like, oh no, that's so horrible. But he was talking about how like you know you think you think this is funny, but imagine what it's like to orgasm at your father's funeral
4: Oy. like fifty times. Uh, yeah, pretty
0: brutal. So, anyway. Ur-
4: Urban Dictionary calls it a, a polegasm. A polgasm. Um, yeah. And like uh, one of these entries, it says, feels very good and is better when watching porn <laughs> while climbing.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> so, maybe you should try that, listener.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mr. Uh, interesting. Well, hey, if Thanks you have a brain Ryan. boner, feel free to reach out. You can send us an email at termionpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, and also,
4: if you have any more great advice for either of us, uh, we like them. that was fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That whole bumble fumble thing that was really great. I really love that.
4: Yeah, good job.
0: We have good listeners. Good job, listeners. You guys. You guys are the best. We to, love all of you. Yeah. Yeah. We,
4: yeah. Thanks.
0: Um, all right. Well, let's throw it to this week's episode. This is cool. We speak with an author, mm-hmm. uh, Jenny, and she literally wrote a book that you and I literally have a chapter in.
4: Have a whole chapter.
0: We have a whole chapter in this book. Uh, We hope you love it. Uh, The book's called Polyamorous. Uh, You'll hear it all. We love you.
4: Yeah, love you. It's, it's a beautiful book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love it. Visually is. It's kind of like your tattoo, Jeremy. It reminds me of your tattoo on your chest.
0: Yeah, sort of. A little the less. Colors. A little less graphic. <laughs> sort of a bit.
3: What does your tattoo look like?
0: Uh, it's not a heart.
3: Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So is that a snake or it's just a snake? snake
0: wrapped around a hand. Ah, okay. A cool. bit With some like, witchcraft there. Um... Uh yeah, it's cool. It's I like the I like I really like the colors actually. This like the that like soft mm. sort of color palette It's really great. it's, a, it's got you, a Sailor did...
3: Jerry kind of vibe to it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you come up with it? Like how what's the uh,
3: I came up with a version of it and then our designer at the publishers kind of, oh, ran, kind of with like it, really so ran with it. So that's what it, she though. came up with and Sweet. yeah. It really made it pop. Cool. Is this yeah. your Sweet. first book?
4: Yeah, cool. Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> um weird were you always like i'm going to be a writer i don't know what i'm going to write about and then you make it happen or did it just uh, unfold that you're like well i have to write this book cuz now i've, I've now yeah
3: I've... i mean i've been a, a reporter for oh, 15 right. years so mm-hmm. uh writing is my day to day job and right. uh so you know, the fact that i was polyamorous i was in a book launch at like a separate book launch and yeah. and um i remember like hanging out with all these publishing people. And I thought, well, maybe I should pitch this story idea, uh, this, this book idea. And then I'm like, eh, I was really hesitant because I thought that people wouldn't be interested yeah. in reading a book about polyamory or yeah. it would be like a weird a niche concept. Market. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you run into that? I, so the, the book is we should we should tell people. Oh, yeah. you know, we should have a little a little thing. Jenny, you, is it Ewan? Ewan, yes. Yuin. And the book is called Polyamorous, mm-hmm. uh, polyamorous. Living polyamorous. and Loving More, Polyamorous. And uh, have you, I mean, speaking about that, did you run into any any um,
3: resistance
2: resistance
0: or like backlash in terms of, of subject matter? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, in terms of how people are receiving the book? Yeah, or people just, are re- just uh...
0: receiving. I mean, it's, you know, I feel like some uh, with our relationship in terms of like speaking about polyamory, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll bring it up. and And you can tell
4: it's not a welcome subject for discussion
0: yeah or like or you meet someone where it's like you start talking about it and you can you can almost see them put themselves in your shoes and that's not where they're at and it's like you you're watching the 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 cogs like ticking in their head (laughs) and you can see like oh my god what does that mean for me and it's like a very visceral thing. I mean, have you run into much of that with, with writing a book about about the subject of polyamory and, and kind of diving deep into that? Or is it mostly the community that's it's, reading it that's going, this is great. Well, actually, this.
3: Yeah, so most of the people, I've interviewed over 50 sources mm-hmm. in that book. And um, they're mainly people that are in polyamorous relationships. Right. So um, it was more fascinating to talk with them about their experiences but mm. uh, in terms of me myself um, and my partners well we when we do talk we kind of bring it up and we normalize it so i yeah. just say oh yeah i have two other partners it's not mm-hmm. not a big deal so mm-hmm. uh, and then if they if people react the way that you know negatively then so be it You just it's, let it's, the
0: water off your back the yeah. the
3: idea is that if you say it like it's not a big deal then yeah. You oh, know? see, I try to Absolutely. do that
4: all the time with lots of different things. <laughs> Same. Like, just try to, like, downplay anything I think could potentially have, like, a high emotional reaction. Well, and I almost always get called out on it, being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the polyamory thing, but anything, you know? I try to try to sneak it under the radar, like, well, ah, no big deal.
0: I think that's the way to do that about any, anything and everything. I mean, I, I've done that with death and, like, mm-hmm. an illness, and it's it's really paid off. I find it, I find that the more you try to normalize the thing that most people don't find conventional or normal, if, if you do that enough, the people that you surround yourself with eventually kind of come on board with you and go, or or you kind of
3: flip the tables on them.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Where it's like, we're not weird. You're the weird one. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, all right. Well, I, I feel like there's so much to unpack here. Um, uh, Jenny, you so you are polyamorous. I am. Yep. I guess that kind of gives you a pretty pretty good place to start from in terms of writing a book about polyamory. I,
3: I would say I am polyamorous, but I can be uh, what do you call it? ambiamorous amorous as well too. So what's it's that sort of, mean? So you're, it's kind of like a cross between monogamous and okay. polyamorous. Right. So um, because at times, uh, if I have to face you know my own insecurities, and I've written a whole chapter on jealousy yeah. before and but yet like some of the kind of stuff that we we learn growing up like um uh why am I not good enough like why am I not enough um some of those thoughts do kind of yeah. bubble up and like huh, does that mean that I am I still have monogamous tendencies mm-hmm. even though I know mm. all the you know it's a it's a myth that can yeah. be dispelled so um yeah I think I'm kind of fluid in that sense, okay. but I'm happy being poly at this point. How, how old are you? I'm 36.
0: And at what point in your life did you start to fall into a more non-conventional uh, style of, of living your life in terms of relationships?
3: Uh, I've always been kind of a serial monogamous, so mm-hmm. it's it's been... A number of different long-term relationships um, one after the other and and the last one that I was in um, before the ones the ones I'm in now uh, ended up in in me having an affair so it was um, I just saw the destruction that it caused and mm. didn't really want to hurt anybody or to, to kind of live that life because it was a lot of deleting paper trails and it was a lot of secrecy and uh-huh. it was real.
0: You were you were Painting you are a real ass. Jason Bourne, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah.
3: But uh, eventually, cheating always kind of comes out. So, um,
4: hard it's hard to hold in. It's a hard thing to keep to yourself, even though you're like mm. I'm strong. I can bring this to the grave. It like yeah, the fear of it, it coming it. Yeah. out. You know, and the yeah. I always was scared of getting into trouble as a kid. Like I was scared of punishment, and I think I really carried that into adulthood. So, any sort of guilt I have about anything is just like always there like a little demon in my mind Mm. yep do you ever have that moment
0: did you ever have that moment like in in because i know you've you've uh you've cheated on on people in your past relationships and Mm. i assume you just said that you did too jenny um have you ever had that moment where like you say something because like every you got to have a story Mm -hmm. right the story's got to be like locked in or else you're fucked if you if you if you veer outside of the parameters of that story you are in trouble so you go to tell your story and then like there's one time where you go to tell the story and you get the fact wrong and you say something and the person catches you going oh but i thought you said this
4: mm-hmm. and
0: you're so quick that you make that part of it you make that part of it up and 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 save yourself <clears throat> but then the guilt Bites at you even more? Sure,
4: sure. I've had <laughs> that, I've had that, I've had the uh, the um, blood run cold when something comes out my mouth, and I go...
0: They didn't know that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you did the that oops. to me My yourself. blood runs cold, my fingers yeah. go cold, my eyes get big, and then the person oh. is just like doing their normal thing, and they're like, and then I'm like... Are they being weird? they? What's going on in their mind? I feel like I'm being weird. Um, I'm being totally normal. Are they being normal? Do they see that I'm like sweating right now? <laughs> panic, panic, I mean, panic, yeah, panic. Yeah. I'm not trying to... Manage.
0: I feel like that happened to you and I recently. Where you said something and I went, what? I didn't know that.
4: What
0: I don't remember, I can't remember. But it was like no it was, reason
4: to hide anything. From it you.
0: was so far in the past that, like, I remember going. Hey, there was a point in my life where I would have been really upset about that, but now I couldn't give a shit.
4: Oh, interesting. <laughs> I
0: forget though. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> That's a good so, so, so yeah, there's a nice little tangent there. Um, so Jenny, you you at one point. So what point did you start to to open things up or start to like see things a little bit differently?
3: So uh, with us, I mean we have a unique sort of coming of age story, I guess. Uh, And by us,
0: you mean you and your current partner? Me
3: and I have two male partners. So I have um, a legal husband um, who's from the UK. Uh, In the book, he's named Charlie and uh, my other partner, Adam. I've changed the names because of, you know, to protect their privacy, they Mm requested it. So, um, So the three of us actually, like I met each of them separately weeks apart and because of my background uh with the infidelity uh, I kind of I vowed to live a a more honest and open life so when when I did meet them and I, I clicked uh with them differently but you know both of them, I told them about each other. So they, we were all kind of like running parallels from
0: uh, basically from day one.
3: From day one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Even though um, my older partner Adam, he and I had been working in the same newspaper for eight years. So we had a friendship base already, Mm. but he was much older than than me. And we, I never would have thought that anything would have happened anyway. So, uh, yeah. So we were, running parallel for a long time. And then um, we ended up in this love triangle. And often people told me that I had to choose because that's what you have to do. You have to choose one of them eventually. Mm. And I would, you know, jot down things on on columns and charts. And then, like, Adam's older than me. Eventually, I want to become a mom. What does that mean? Charlie's, like, across an ocean. I I think that there's something good there, but I don't know him that well. Mm. Um, How can I ask somebody to like, Hey, have a kid with me, you know, like, yeah. I I barely know you. So, um, so there were a lot of different parameters. And um, it was actually in 2015, after several years of being stuck, uh, that my that Adam said, Well, what if the three of us could work together on this? What if the three of us could look at this as a um, unorthodox sort of um, solution to our problem? Mm. And um, that's kind of how we got started. We didn't know that there was a word called polyamory. Uh, we didn't know. We just we just thought, okay, this is a workable solution. So let's let's make this work. This is outside the box.
0: That's pretty cool. That's that pretty cool, cool. That yeah, that you kind of came into it without even having a language for it, and that there was there was room to make that possible or make that workable. Even even in that sense, like as I feel like a lot of people really do rely. On 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 labels and like and things to be described to them so that they can they can then go okay well then how do I how do I fit in that like how do I
4: I also think that a lot of people you said this was in two thousand fifteen and I I found I have found that one common response to the polyamorous thing is like oh yeah that's really in right now oh mm. yeah it's a, you know? it's a hipster it's a hipster yeah. thing and I like
3: well it wasn't when I. At least I didn't know. It's mentioned on, like, girls. I think Lena Dunham had written it into oh, one nice. of the scripts.
4: I was <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so people are like, you know, you're just, you know, you're going through the, you're doing the hip thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I. So that's really great to hear that because I felt like it came to us as a more natural. Um, it did, yeah. Trying to make what we had work as opposed to make making, like, a label work.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, us fitting into that, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. The other thing too that I've been hearing from a lot of people is like, oh it were you guys just not like
3: Were you unhappy? Were you unhappy? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like
0: were you trying to figure out a way to like fix right your problems? Yeah. And uh and I I always I'm always like I, I mean no, not really. Like I mean, yes, there was things that we can't provide for one another that we find in other people, but like we weren't we weren't doing this as a as a way Exit to strategy, yeah, exactly, and I feel like I feel like if you're going to look, it's different for everyone, mm. but I I feel like if anyone ever, if any of my peers came to me and said, "Look, I'm in a really rough spot with my lover, we're not good right now, and we were thinking about opening things up," I'd be like. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out. Don't do that. Don't. It that is not. It is not a thing to try to attempt when you're not solid.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and I, I think I feel like a lot of people try to use that as like a as a as a place to come into or a place to go to try to mend things or try to fix mm. things. I also
3: think that. Um just, uh, there's a, a chapter in the book that I talk about how the media covers polyamory. So okay. there, I talked to several people who were featured in, um, a New York times, uh, the magazine there, a, a couple, I think it was last year or maybe the year before that, uh, they, they had, um, is an open marriage, a happier marriage. And they featured a, a bunch of, basically sad couples that oh, decided no. to, open like the, this front and center couple was unhappy and she felt like she couldn't satisfy him. So they opened it up and then, um, yeah, they I mean, they saw some benefits out of it, but I mean, it, it kind of reiterates the old stereotype that you... Are in an unhappy relationship, Mm. therefore, that's why you turn to consensual non monogamy. Whereas there were little snippets of other, um, other polycules that were featured and they were happy, but they showed them as like they were sad. The, the right. photos kind of said a, a thousand words.
4: and You would have a unique perspective on that as a journalist, I'm yeah. sure. You're like, I see right through this.
0: Did you say polycules? I did, yeah. What is, what is that? What's polycules? Oh,
4: uh,
3: so I think it's a, it's language that Franklin Vo had come up with. But um, it's basically, you know, if you think about molecules and how they're networked right. together. So that's what polycules. you would say <laughs> is polycules, right? Yeah, so I, it's just like your that. different families. Scientific. And, and yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Me, you, Guy, and Becca were a little polycule. Exactly. You yeah. know, moving around the world, picking up other little polycules.
3: But it, it's funny, like if you picture it, they're, you know, little atoms that are floating around, but they're also connected, but they can mm-hmm. connect in different ways, which I think is very poignant to why yeah. they are called polycules. Yeah, yeah
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, because they, yeah, exactly. They connect in different ways. Some don't link together. Some have like just a little. Exactly. Some just end, you know, yeah. Really I'd, like,
4: I'd like to hear more about the the journey from Adam saying let's try to make something work to today, and the the fact that you're you're legally married to one partner, and uh, I, I assume he still lives in the UK. Uh,
3: no, he lives. Oh,
4: yeah, he oh, lives okay. in Toronto. We're, oh, okay, great. Live, <laughs>
3: yeah, we actually uh, Adam lives five minutes walk up the street from us. Oh my gosh.
4: Yeah. Okay. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so Adam said, let's make this work. And then yep. your lover in the United Kingdom that you didn't know very well, you ended up married to one another. So how did do, how do those two? Um, so connect?
3: we, I mean, we, Charlie and I were seeing each other back and forth. We would visit, he would come over to Toronto. I would come over to London and um, we spend time together. But um, it was after when when uh Adam had proposed this whole polyamory situation mm. that um so the three of us ended up you know on skype having these conversations about how what would it look like how would it work and and uh to their credit my my partners have done a lot of the work um mm. just because they're at the ends of this v uh structure right. that we're in so um yeah I mean so when I spoke with Charlie he said okay I'm gonna start making plans to move because he was gonna move anyway he just didn't know where and it had nothing to do with us but uh it was actually kind of convenient that we brought up this proposal so uh when he did come over in early 2016 we um or at the end of 2015 uh the two of them went out to dinner together and oh, nice. um it was important that they did because i didn't i tend to helicopter sometimes and i said no 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 i want you guys to see if you can build a relationship organically yeah. and so they went out and they went they talked about their lives there's just two guys that became friends over dinner, over, you know, a couple glasses of wine. And um, Charlie came home because he was living with me and still lives with me. And um, he's like, oh, that was such a great night. And then I get a buzz from the phone and Adam's like, what a wonderful night. What a great guy. And it was like... Ah. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it was like a different kind of compersion. I don't know what yeah. that was, right. but
0: compersion is the for people who don't know that word or aren't familiar with that word. is the feeling of of joy that you get seeing your partner get joy, joy from yeah somebody else
3: so um, yeah they, they kept on building a relationship that was um, you know a very emotional base they're not romantically linked or anything right. but um, they Adam one day months later said well why don't we I came up with a nickname for us like why don't we call ourselves co as in co-partners
4: oh, oh yeah so now they call each other co and co and oh I love stupid. it
0: that's
2: Co-Partners. co-partners
0: turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors
5: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
0: The the language of like when did the word polyamory land in your lap like when was that something that you you started to go oh I um, guess what this is kind of this is where we fall into
3: yeah i I guess it was uh when we started having those discussions on right. on skype between the three of us mm-hmm. because I research I'm yeah you know, as I say I'm a <laughs> reporter i I research everything so um I started googling you know uh relationships of three and then of course polyamory pops up so and that just opens a huge can of worms
0: sure yeah Yeah. do you ever see that uh that graph (laughs) that i think it's in more than two uh another book but it's this like graph of um, the
4: one that DS non-
0: Ryan, the yeah. umbrella
3: of consensual non-monogamy, like I, yeah, the, kind yeah, of. And it's it, just, but it's like it a is the most crazy flowchart kind of. Yeah, I tried just... to put it in the book that didn't. The images <laughs> didn't, so we ended up writing it all out. No, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's such a it's such a bonkers looking graph. You it know? really like, is. It, it but really... it's
3: so true and, yeah. and super detailed as well. Super
4: too. detailed. <laughs> yeah. Um, marriage. Mm. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, what?
4: Yeah, how do you identify with that label in in its like dissonance with the way that so many other people perceive it. You know, I, yep. I, I get asked all the well, why are you guys married uh, a lot? And, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I I'm like, Well, for me marriage I didn't know what I was getting into. And then I got <laughs> married and then I was like, Oh, this is this is a marriage and now I have to figure out what that means for me, because the traditional definitions, or at least what my perceived definition of it beforehand, doesn't really suit us. It doesn't suit me. And um, I don't have a lot of I don't have it up on, on the pedestal that I think a lot of people do, and, and I, so I'm just curious about why that was a, a step in all of this for for me
3: personally, because I was a serial monogamous, and I had also commitment issues as well too just in mm-hmm. in terms of um uh i I always felt that being in a relationship kind of took away my independence and mm-hmm. when when things would get pushed where I felt like that was being taken away from me, I would kind of push back so um when I met my two guys i mean it was um I felt like by getting married legally to one and then doing commitment ceremony with the other and the commitment ceremony actually came first um it was a way for me to um just kind of tackle that like it was the 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 bravest step I felt that I could take by giving full commitment mm. so um but for us i mean marriage means like for Charlie and I it's um we're still very DIY your own Mm relationship so we wanted to publicly say our vows we wanted our friends and family to be there um but it doesn't mean that we have to ascribe to a relationship escalator um things still are very fluid with you know as long as we keep talking about stuff as Mm -hmm. as it comes up and we're open and and there's no reason to lie about anything and uh so yeah i mean i think marriage can mean can mean a, a number of different things for different people and it just has to fit right with the people involved in it right so um yeah in 2016 uh adam and i had a commitment ceremony in toronto we um had consulted a number of different lawyers including criminal lawyers because we didn't want to break any polygamy laws okay. and um
0: oh yeah i didn't even think about that yeah i mean it was very right. important
3: for us to not be in any sort of hot water with <laughs> yeah. that so yeah for a good course. reason um and, the and advice- how did that
0: work how, like you know like what uh, what sort of like where's the line
3: um, so with us, because the sequence really matters, uh, the fact that I was single and Adam was widowed, we were both two single people. Um, oh. in theory, we could have called it a wedding, mm-hmm. but we didn't want to. We called it a welding and okay. we told people that, that came family and friends that oh, this wow. was not a legal marriage, um, but that we loved each other and we were very, we wanted to show that so right. um, yeah and we we made sure that it was advertised not as a wedding so um, at the end of the day we were still two single people that you know were just emotionally committed yeah. we had a fu- and- we had a fun party that yeah, day exactly and um, uh, Charlie was there as well too He was sitting in the very front row mm-hmm. and then we had the plan that I would marry Charlie legally the following year. I mean, we're around the same age. We're now expecting our first child. And um, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but the laws do when you're legally married to somebody, it will benefit and protect children better. Mm, wow. So, I mean, yeah. that's not the only, obviously not the only reason <laughs> why I married him, but in a practical sense, yeah. it, it makes sense. So. Yeah yeah so That's you, so practical
4: I
0: yeah. love you're
3: it. a I'm very a, practical like, yeah.
0: v <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i love v i love that you refer to as a v do do charlie or or adam have other relationships
3: um <gasps> Adam was um looking he was seeing where a relationship was going with an old um uh neighbor of his like mm-hmm. they had grown up as kids and um i i i don't think that's gone anywhere but uh, that was maybe the first time where I had to, because I'd been kind of shielded by the jealousy aspect because I'm just in the center of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't really go anywhere, but it still allowed me to kind of come to some insecurities mm-hmm. where I was afraid what happens if one partner leaves me or, or, or both of them. Like, right, shit, yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah. Who am I going <laughs> to... I don't want to like date anymore. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 caused me to process and and think about stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um as for Charlie, uh we're closed right now, but uh I support him if if and when he wants to look for more connections mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure he will. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it's not like I'm like dreading the moment that it happens. I'm just I'm open to it yeah. and I'm allowing myself yeah. to
4: I find that's a really important thing for me to remind myself of, you know, like I might be totally smitten and totally like, oh, this is so great. Like I got a good thing going, but to deny or like ignore that, you know, I just said this in last week, uh, I think for the first time on the podcast, but like I, I, people say life is short. I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but for me, I think life is very long, and I'm 35 <laughs> almost, and I feel like I'm probably going to live to be uncomfortably old, so the probability of like falling in love again or watching my partners fall in love again is very high, because it happens so quickly, and it happens all the time, and like, you know.
0: Definitely, if you're polyamorous and you're planning to live to 120, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you expect?
4: Exactly. Well, <laughs> I just... Yeah, I I think that's like emotionally To like be like okay And I do this too with death because of Jeremy's Situation Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like remember Everyone you know is going To die Mm and I try to do The same thing like okay heart Remember your heart You're gonna break again at some point you're gonna Feel insecure you're gonna feel jealous And you're gonna have to expand Yep. So just like don't uh, get too comfortable. Yeah, that's
0: also one of those questions that like we we <laughs> hear, or at least I hear a lot from people who who aren't familiar with with polyamory and and the dynamics of it and and the intricacies and the the nuances of it all. Um, it is like, well, what about jealousy? Like, what do, oh, you, yeah. do you get jealous? It's like, uh, yeah, yes. it <laughs> of course you get jealous. It still it still exists. You yeah. know.
3: I'm not a sociopath. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's an innate yeah, right. human emotion that right. is It's just you know, like totally anger. Normal. It's
0: just like happiness. It's just like sadness. But like it's, it's
3: just it, how you deal with it, how you diffuse it, mm-hmm. how you approach it.
4: Are you familiar with Chris Ryan's work? He did the uh, Sex at Dawn. He wrote oh, that
3: yeah. Book uh, well, in terms of uh, I'm familiar with his work with Sex at Dawn. Yeah. But, yeah.
4: Well, so we saw him at uh, South was Southwest. Was it South by Southwest? Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. Oh, he yeah. was doing a, ch- a talk and... I asked about jealousy because I can't remember oh, what exactly true. he was speaking about, but he was talking about monogamy being learned. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing behind the book, right? And then, so I was like, okay, well, based on everything you're saying, it sounds like jealousy is, is also learned and can we unlearn it? And, and I don't, do you remember what he said? I just remember coming away with this feeling of like, I can unlearn it. And for me, that starts with, not getting swept up in the emotion like Mm -hmm. when i feel it it's like okay i gotta be with this right now what's it so many people try to push it away so many people are like nope i don't want to feel that and they indulge in like you know exercise or food or alcohol or or drugs or just like other behavior which is just like get those feelings away i don't want to feel them or they act on them and uh and I'm like, okay, if I get if I have to sit with this and like find it in my body, remember when we went to landmark and they were like they did the disappearing headache?
2: At the uh, end of it They'd be like
4: Okay who has a headache At the right. end of the Yeah, yeah, yeah of the right day. I do right, Who has a headache And so Guy, it's I love how you thing just like still. Super
0: passively Just drop that We did Landmark oh, yeah. As if that what, That's not like a huge thing To like You just slip what, it under Just slip Landmark right? God.
4: <laughs> Landmark
0: Land- uh, it's, a, it's a cult <laughs> No it's, it's
4: not a cult <laughs> No it's not a cult But it is it does it's pretty culty Most criticism about About being a cult It's like They don't advertise you have to, uh, the participants have to bring people. That's the only way that they advertise. Ooh, yeah. So it's very culty. There, yeah. There's a lot
0: of culty aspects, but I will say this. I've never actually, I've never pushed it on anyone to do it. That's their whole thing. I their ammo is like pushing <laughs> on people. I've never done that. However, if anybody did ask and was like, have you ever done that? And I, and I said, yes. And they would say, and if they said, would you recommend it? I, I for sure yes. would. I'd be like, absolutely. It cha- it changed the way that I went about the world at that time in my life. It and talks
4: I- a lot about like integrity and acting mm-hmm. with integrity and being honest and and There's, confident yeah. and open and um not having any of the like those like unclosed loops in your life that you feel gross yeah. about like resentful about or honest scared about honest to fucking about, god it's about.
0: Scientology without the aliens
4: <laughs> yeah. that is landmark straight
0: up like, it is Scientology without the aliens and like the uh, the the money
4: anyway they do the, well <laughs> there's the a Cruise. lot of money there's, I mean, there's <laughs> money being <laughs> thrown around <laughs> and but they do not give refunds yeah. you know? I'm like I made a deposit on the self-expression <laughs> leadership program and they're like guess you gotta yeah. make <laughs> it here anyway. they, they don't um, right. but they did this exercise again. And it was like a disappearing headache and it was like oh you have a headache where is it what color is it? If you had to rate it on a scale of one to ten, what would it be? And then they would repeat those three questions right. over and over until you're like, huh. "Actually, I don't." Does it apply to jealousy feel it anymore? That's what I try to do. I'm like, oh, "Okay, interesting. Where do I feel it?" Well, I feel it right under my solar plexus. What color is it? It's fucking red. What? <laughs> what? On a scale of one to ten, it's ten. And then, and then it's like, okay, it's actually now it's kind of more in my my gut or my heart or you know it's actually my throat or whatever and it's in my butthole it's like trying to put your finger (laughs) on it and it's just constantly eluding you until it's you know not until it diffuses anyway Mm -hmm. and you go oh my approach has been i get this feeling it's green it's a 10 it's behind my solar plexus and i've called it jealousy Hmm. cool but what if i didn't call it jealousy what if it's just this green pain my solar A loogie. A loogie. <laughs> I have probably need to get, get that checked out. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> pot
3: will probably help. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, <clears throat> the way that I relate to, to jealousy, <laughs> or the way that I've seen it, and I feel I feel like a lot of people, uh, a lot of people react to it this in this way, but they don't realize it. Is like when I get sad, like if something happens and I get really sad, and my my heart feels heavy, and, I, and and I I'm down. I know that that feeling is is going to last maybe a couple hours. And then, and then it's, it's temporary. It's going to go away. Or if, if I'm really elated, if something really awesome happened and I feel amazing, I know that that is very temporary. Mm-hmm. And so enjoy that while that lasts. But when I get jealous, I feel like this feeling... It's never going to go away. <laughs> and this feeling is taking me over. And I'm going to feel this for the rest of my life. And like that's the way jealousy feels. Like it hits. And it feels like it latches on and it'll never let go. And I think we forget that like all other emotions, all the other natural feelings, is it's temporary. It is a temporary thing. Yep. And it's not going to stay forever. You know? It's, fucking, it's an important thing to think about. But even putting it that way of like trying to... Pinpoint it. I like that. I forgot all about that. It's
3: very physical. But yeah. What what you were talking about, mm-hmm. rather well, than just looking at the emotions that you're what feeling.
4: Are emotions like where do they live? Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of a lot of it is just. I think a lot of it is learned. Like we mm. feel these physical sensations that we have come to understand. Or learn that they are certain emotions because mm-hmm. we learn. Oh, this face is happy. This face is sad. This face is angry. And like,
0: what was that book? Those series of books, Mister Mr. Happy, Mister Happy, oh, Mister yeah. Sunshine. Those were the little, best. Little Miss
3: Sunshine. Yeah, yeah
0: those are the, those are the best, <clears throat> and probably very <clears throat> problematic for all children. Stop, <laughs> stop letting children <laughs> read. <them. clears throat> um, Jenny, I'm I'm really curious to know. Um, you know, you you're you're a reporter. You've done a lot of work on this book in terms of. You, you said you spoke to over fifty over fifty subjects for the yep. book. Uh, in, shameless plug, including us. Yeah, our, our, our You got a whole chapter. Our <laughs> own chapter, Braddy and Jeremy. Uh, uh, but in terms of speaking to all these different people, I know that polyam- polyamory is is vastly different for for everyone who who falls with un, underneath that umbrella. Um. Did any stories stick out to you that that really kind of blew your mind or or made you made you really like sit and 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 scratch your head and think wow that this is really fascinating?
3: I um yeah there I mean all stories are are pretty cool but, uh, to listen to and to you know converse to talk to about mm-hmm. um but there was um there was actually a group in near the toronto area uh there were eight people involved at one point and they Holy called them the tribe. the tribe um a guy named mike who spoke with me said that they would convene uh weekly at one of their one of the partners homes and say okay so who wants to go out tonight and then people would raise their hands they want to go out and be social and they're like who wants to stay in tonight and then other people would raise their hands and they're like okay that's great then we can pair up that way or we can these these, this is the group that's going on the you know group date or whatever and so it worked for I think over a year and um, he's it, it only broke down because somebody had broken a rule because they had like a number of rules um somebody had invited some another person over that wasn't welcome i think Mm. and then it while the like some people were away and um yeah it all kind of fell apart from there but he said at the time when it was working it was awesome yeah like it was just that snapshot in our in that point in time in our lives and it was like wow it was you know? really special. Yeah. It's
4: not all that different from dating in Halifax. Yeah, <laughs> right? really? it's yeah. Like, Who yeah. wants to do something tonight? Yeah, you know, it's the same group of people. Oh
0: my god! I know. <laughs>
4: and then otherwise,
0: Go to the local, and you'll see them all. Yeah.
3: And then otherwise, I think um, <clears throat> talking with people who have been affected by um, some of the the laws that we have in Canada and that are just you know. I, They're just built for two people. They're Mm. built for pairs and couples. What would be
0: an example of that?
3: So, um, for instance, uh, immigration. So, uh, in order to immigrate to Canada using a spousal sponsorship, you have to be monogamous. It actually says that in the CIC handbook. And they... I mean depending on who which officer is looking at your application, if they're more open minded, maybe, you know, they they would be okay with you having another partner, but by and large they kinda look at monogamy as the um the measure of commitment. And um anything else kinda looks like a scam or a fraud or
0: right, so. like you're trying to game the system yeah. in some way.
3: Yeah. So Wow, which, that's really interesting. Which doesn't help people who have said, well, maybe I'll just divorce my husband so I can get my other partner from, you know, wherever, into Mm. Canada so that they can live with us. Um, CIC would most likely look at that and say, well, why? who's this other person? This person seems like it's a fling, or are you trying to scam this, you know, so...
0: Who... Okay. I I fucking get it to a degree. But also who is the government to now we're gonna get all all like, Trudeau. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Senior. Who's, who's the government to like step up and and say what your relationships are to you like that is
4: well yeah I mean there's lots of problematic things one of the things that gets it's my silly. goat a lot lately is
0: uh what did you say
4: gets my goat Get your goat. Yeah, it gets right. my goat. Okay. You, where were you born in 1899? It's <laughs> getting my goat. I'm watching I'm rewatching the entire Mad Men series, so I'm Oh that's great. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um okay. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Um <clears throat> is the fact that if I want to get um a loan, let's say, to buy like buy a piece of land, oh, they'll be like, What's yeah. your household income? And I'll be like, Why does it matter? Because I'm buying it alone. I like Jeremy's not paying my student loans. That's right. You know, yeah, that's so true. what? Why? Why? But that's like hands down every time. They're like, yeah. "Oh, we can maybe get you some debt relief on your student loan." I'm like, "Great!" And they're like, "Okay, well, how much does your husband make?" I'm like, yeah, that's a crazy question. Right. And
3: so, if uh, so, I've interviewed some people who are <clears throat> polyamorous, and then they try to buy real estate together because, hey, real estate is expensive. So three or more people throw their their money in, right? So, yeah. and then in effect it means that they have to out themselves because mm. now you have multiple people signing on. well who's this person if this is your husband you know and yeah. so um it's an unfortunate scenario to be in as well as like creating wills and yeah. Uh, yeah. things like extended health care and cpp mm-hmm. old age pension that sort of thing so if you have it's there's only room for one spouse basically on all these forms so what are you supposed to do are you supposed to choose between all the people that you love like it's Mm -hmm. crazy so i mean i get it the system is built for two people and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon but Mm. it's also um it's also a good thing to let people know that polyamorous people are having trouble with these challenges. these yeah. challenges are a real thing
0: and i mean i mean you just sitting here right now mentioning these things are things that i'm polyamorous and i didn't even know that that's <laughs> I did not even thought that that's shit that people have to deal with. You know, I didn't even Children
3: know. are a huge yeah. issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there have been a couple court cases um, that have been really positive for polyamorous people. The one that's in right. Newfoundland,
0: right? There was one recently one in Newfoundland, Newfoundland that was a big win.
3: Yep. Um, it was three parents, uh, two guys and a woman who they, they had a child together and um, they wanted to have... They're all three names on the birth certificate. And the government said, no, not going to happen. So they took their case to court and it it took a BC or sorry, um, a Newfoundland and Labrador Supreme Court family judge to say that it polyamory isn't isn't dangerous to the child. um, Fuck yeah. And granted them. Yeah, Yeah. Newfoundland,
0: I tell you right now, that Atlantic, Canada, a little behind the times. A little backwards when it comes to a few things here uh, and there.
3: I think you could probably say that about Canada. Probably in about terms Canada. Of that. But yeah. also
0: but also in terms of just like a lot of other things. Atlantic Canada is like just a little slow to like get the ball rolling.
3: Why do you think that is? Is that...
0: I... Like, fuck, I don't know.
4: We really... Maybe it's our what reliance that on the land and the ocean still for yeah. our industry. It's like that's very traditional and very has been yeah. so f- through the test of time, ta- through, through time.
0: But for whatever reason, Newfoundland kind of on their own, they kind of got their own thing going and they really don't give a shit. And they're going, yeah, no, like it, it's, oh God, I love Newfoundland.
4: Oh, I don't know. I just pulled I that out of my it. butt. The, the traditional, Who knows? Like, I have no idea. Earning a living that way. Yeah. And you know, families sh- that like if, if, if monogamy was built on, agriculture and the industry of agriculture which is what Chris Ryan talks about in like ownership yeah mm. then it would make sense that the people who still rely <laughs> so heavily on the land and the mm-hmm. sea I think I just maybe I'm a genius maybe I'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well I know we're coming up to time because you're you're in the middle of a, a, a tour a book tour here you got some events to get to but um Jenny what would you say is the the I mean writing a book is just sounds like the most daunting thing in the world to me. And, but also it's, it, it, it sounds like it's also this very um, eye-opening experience and you probably learn a lot about yourself and, and of course you're, you're going to learn a lot about others, especially considering the nature of this book. What would you say is like the biggest takeaway that you've had in this process of putting this book together?
3: I think um, I think a lot of people just want a sense of normalcy. Mm. I... I I don't think polyamory is better than monogamy. I think it's mm-hmm. different uh it comes with its own challenges and has a lot of benefits, including like more support. but I mean it doesn't fix anything um You can feel jealousy as we talked about mm-hmm. um doesn't protect you from cheating uh, you know hopefully if you're ethical and talking to your partners then you know that doesn't happen but yeah it doesn't protect you it doesn't protect you from loneliness as well too mm. i heard um um something called poly lonely recently where and i've experienced this too where i i asked my partners if um they'd be interested in going to a float spa with me uh-huh. <laughs> and they're both like hell no so <laughs> right. i was like i guess i'm going by myself then <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean um It's no better, no worse. But I think, um, I mean, for us, we were told you have to choose. So it's nice to know that there is another relationship model, another structure Mm -hmm. that's legitimate. It is a legitimate Mm -hmm. structure. And um, people should know about it and have the option to love whomever, how many, however they want.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you for writing the book. You know, they, like kudos to you for trying to normalize. Because the resources are limited. That. They are. Yeah. They yeah. absolutely are. It's, yeah. Yeah.
3: And I wanted to make it specifically about Canada because we have our own laws and we have our
4: own attitudes and, yeah.
3: and social nuances. we have our own and Yeah. Exactly. So. That's right. Yeah.
4: Is yeah. there anything that uh, you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? <laughs> um, let
3: me just see. um Feel free to... There's a really good chapter. Well, okay. So. November November twenty third is actually National Polyamory Day.
4: November twenty third.
3: Yep. So well, that's coming up. And um, yeah, it's because of this huge uh, BC court case that took place. Um, the The ruling took place in two thousand and eleven on that day. So, okay. it basically delineated between polyamory and polygamy. And um, it was sparked by a constitutional challenge from the Mormon sect out in BC. Okay. So um, a number of special interest groups, including the Canadian Polyamory uh, Advocacy Association, was they, they were involved in that court case. And um, what the judge eventually ruled was that polyamorous people, if they live together with their partners, they won't be criminalized. That's not who the section of the criminal code is going after. Right. It's... Um, more about uh, the polygamy and child brides and all the abuse that goes on there so it was a big win for that provided that polyamorous people don't have a sanctioning event so that kind of means a legal or non-legal marriage Mm. Um, so unfortunately if you already have a legal husband or wife and you have another partner that you want to have a commitment ceremony for it puts you into that gray danger zone really? so uh, it leaves a lot of people in limbo um the cpaa lawyer said that well we don't we find that it doesn't really apply to our communities just because poly people don't really care about marriage they don't want that traditional trapping of marriage mm-hmm. so um so they're not there's no money to go and find out what exactly that means but yeah. it, it does leave people in limbo that yeah want to have Something, you know, there's some yeah, people might I take the risk. I, I can't help but like
4: play that out of my brain and be like, what would, ha- would I be imprisoned for? Like, if I did a commitment ceremony with,
3: I mean, in theory, uh, the lawyer said, uh, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, probably won't happen, yeah. but the risk is not non zero. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You they really start cracking not down, not worth then. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, where can people find the book?
3: Uh, all your major booksellers. um indigo chapters and Dundurn press uh, and is my publisher books. yeah, there yeah exactly Sweet
0: polyamorous living and loving more jenny ewan uh thank you again for coming in
3: yeah, thanks for having me yeah, yeah
0: it really means a lot and thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoyed it uh we'll be back next week as we always are with another fantastic episode in the meantime uh it would mean the world to us if a you went out and bought polyamorous and <laughs> checked it out and read the whole book, including our chapter. I'm just, just going to say that chapter in the book says so cool. Uh but also mean the world to us. If you went on over to Apple podcasts and you left a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button, some really heartwarming reviews on there, babe. I was reading them the other day. Oh,
4: really? They're very sweet. I'm going to read some tonight. Yeah, some
0: sweet sleep ones. Yeah, uh, It'll boost your ego. it will be great. <laughs> um, and also you can, you can check us out on, uh, on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash termion and that's uh, it's a place where you can just support us to keep this little little project going. Um, we are a part of a, a podcast network, which is great, but there's, there's not a lot of money in podcasting, and, and for us to get around and, and hear other stories across the country, we, we kind of rely on you, the listeners. So go check us out, patreon.com slash turn me on, and uh, if you want to reach out to us, there's a couple ways you can do that.
4: You can do it on our website, turn me on Dot com. There's a couple of submission forms, one for a future guest application, if you'd like to be one, and one for a, a question uh, for our non-expert advice on. We'd love to take a stab at your personal challenges. Uh, but what's an expert? <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, I don't know.
4: We've been in relationships. Um, and then uh, and then you can also use the website.
0: That is it for this week.